0: A podcast one production
1: the truth about starting a business crafting a career having a family and managing to fit it all in Superwomen, we ain't from the founder of Boost Juice Janine Ellis and leading executive and career coach Margie Hartley
0: Welcome to Superwoman We Ate Season 2. I'm Margie Hartley. I'm Janine Alice. Today we're going to talk about the busyness trap, setting yourself up for success and taking control of your busy. Janine, when I ask people how they are, they always say, I'm busy, really busy, Maggie, Super busy, busy. I'm
1: so busy. It's replaced, I'm good, thanks. No, it has. And now that people are listening to this, they actually will notice it. And it, what does this busy mean? And I, for me... Busy comes from the fact that we are in a new era we are in an era now that we can be contacted 24-7. Nearly 83% of Australians actually have a smartphone. There is more smartphones talking to smartphones now than there ever has before. But what that means is that we can actually keep ourselves busy 24-7. You simply go to a train or tram stop and you see people with their head down. They're being busy because they're replying and they're responding. So it's, it's really good to actually stop and reflect on this busyness trap and what does it mean for people? And is it good? or is it bad? So in terms of busyness, how does that show up for people at work? Well, once again, this is showing my age, okay? So bear with me. But when I started work, you'd go for a meeting and then you'd come back and there was a spike and then there were some messages and then you sent out your documents and it went there and people expected it to be three or four days. The expectation now is it's now and we want it immediately. And, you know, you send an email to someone and they say, haven't you responded yet you went mate you sent it 3 minutes ago so we we are in a world that allows us to be as busy as we want so before because of technology not being here we could quite easily not be as busy because we didn't we didn't have to be now we have the technology and the means to be as busy as we possibly can and and when i said is it good or bad i used to think it was bad i used to think busy was bad and i've got a story actually i um you, you know i do yoga right mm. and you know i'm going down this path of meditation and all that mm. sort of stuff and you know i can't meditate to save myself right i sit there and I whole, the whole time i'm sitting there i'm thinking about you know what i need to do who do i need to speak to right i'm a shocking meditator but i love my yoga so i was doing yoga and I, and, and that's part of my meditation and so i went to bali and I saw the kutut, you know, the real katoot, right? The the katoot, right? The, the the Guruji master katoot. And he gave me a massage. He jumps on your back and he runs up and down your back. I thought, I've got to ask him about this busyness trap. And I said to him, I said, look, katoot, um, I promise his name's katoot. I said, look, I'm, my mind's really busy. How do I calm it down and stop being so busy so I can live this more, you know, spiritual life? And he looked at me and he's short, like really short, because he had to look up at me. I'm kind of five foot eight and he was about five foot nothing. And he said to me, he goes, you're busy. Enjoy it. That's who you are. Just be busy. And I just went, oh. He said, you, are you unhappy with being busy? I said, no, I like being busy. Well, what's the problem? Just be busy. And I expected him to say, you should meditate, do more yoga, you know, because he told me one time, the last time I saw him, he said, your husband do yoga? I said, No. He do yoga, or he too old. He too old for you. So, so he tells it how it is, right? And so I actually left that session giggling, thinking, "Here I am trying to make myself not busy, but it's how I'm built. If I'm not doing lots of things at the same time, I actually feel like something's out of whack." Now I do think my pendulum's too far one way, and I think we need to find it. But that permission to be who you are, I think, is really important. So what you're
0: saying is really understand yourself, which we've been saying for a long time in these episodes, but I'm conscious that all my clients are saying, I go from meeting to meeting to meeting and then I have to fill my weekend with the work that the organisation has, you know, demanding of me, but I didn't have time to do. And then all the kids have got lots of activities and I've got things to do and um, the demands are increasing for me. And recently I was at an offsite running a team off site and the insight that they had was over January there's no break anymore. They've got to always be on, even if they're on holidays. So there is a trap to being busy and always on mm. in my mind.
1: No and I and I don't disagree with you. When I when I told you that story about my little Katut friend, you know, there is there is busy but there's also productive right? And so sometimes I can just be busy for busy sake and very unproductive. So it's trying to find the secret source, And we will talk about some of the techniques that I have used and been successful because life is a pendulum. Sometimes you get completely out of control and you think that, God, I don't even know my children's names anymore. And then it goes the other way and you go, hang on, I've got so much time on my hands. So it's trying to find that equilibrium, it's really interesting now that I'll, I'll walk around our floor and even in store and every single person has a phone beside them. And they are, sure, they're doing their work, but then something pops up and so they're can actually
0: it. Can I just say, in all my meetings, this is in the last two years, coaching is a one-on-one experience where you put your phone away, everybody has their phone on the table, like it's uh, more than like a glass of water. It is the sure thing that you have with you 24-7.
1: And I find that rude because if someone, if I'm in a meeting and someone's phone's on the table, even turned upside down, they're not listening to me. They're actually waiting for that phone call of vibration because it will, it will vibrate, it will bing, it will do that. So how can you be present? So in actual fact, we are in an era now, Margie, that we've never been before right? We grew up without mobile phones, right? The technology that we now have today, we haven't got a rule book. We're making it up as we go. And one of the rule books are, don't be so freaking rude. And I'm finding at the moment, even my kids in the car, I'm driving them somewhere and they get their phone out. It's like, nah, we're having dinner, their phone's out. The rules that have to... And they, and you threaten to take a phone off a kid. It's like you're sticking a hot poker in their eye. It is... It well, that's
0: is, because psychologically the phones, we're clo- more closely attached to our phones than we are to almost any item um, that we own. Our homes... Um, our cars, our clothes, it it, it has got everything about us. It's like part of our identity Mm. and people would rather lose their wallet than their phone. My sister's a school principal and this is one of the key issues in terms of actually how people, how the kids learn in a classroom. Mm.
1: Elon Musk recently talked about the phone and how it is now even though it's not surgically connected to us it might as well be and but what that does is it gives us a form of intelligence like if you say gee what's that bottle in front of you made of i can immediately go and google it right so we have a level of intelligence and stimulation that we, we actually want more of. So the more you stimulate it, the more you want. So, which is the same as being busy. You know, we are busy. We are stimulated. We, we don't have to wait for anything. I can get any information immediately by just doing a, a little bit of a Google.
0: And it also is a default mechanism. So this is what interests me when there's a lack of discipline around the use of technology. There's a lack of discipline about meetings that are put in your diary. There's a lack of discipline about actually, you know, how you're going to take control of your time that actually causes people to spend more time on their devices. Now, I get emails from people that are marked 3am in the morning. Mm. So now there's no place to hide. Even if we were awake at three o'clock in the morning, if you're pressing your phone or you're on it, you're actually perpetuating this idea of being busy.
1: And there's, there's times when you are busy and you really have to be busy. So I think about the early days of Boost. I had three little kids at home, Uh, The youngest one was seven months old and I was growing a business from zero to 100 stores in four years with no infrastructure. I was busy, (laughs) you know, there was no question. I was insanely busy. I had no time for friends. I had no time for anything. And so when I was climbing that Everest of getting boost to where it is today, you know, that was truly busy. It's, it's now, though, all the lessons I've learned over those periods of how to be more productive and just being busy. And the productivity, come, and productivity comes from, you know, creating the systems. I mean, we have, you know, technology is great in some respects because you can have the systems. You have a diary. Get a big black blob and block out time. You know, right now, I am uh, Mondays and Fridays, I don't have any meetings. You know, but for 11 o'clock, I do not have any meetings. So I make sure that I have created a system that works for me. But we'll go into that. In a bit more detail on how and some of the techniques people so the, use.
0: So the trap, Janine, is actually letting the technology and other people control your time. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah,
1: correct. Like we've, I started with saying the reason we're so busy is technology, right? I'm a, I love tech, right, and I think that it's made me so much more productive in so many areas. So it's not evil. Like it does evil things sometimes, right? But it's not an evil device. In actual fact, it can be very, very helpful to manage your busy. So don't look at it as that. Now, and yes, we need rules. Yes, we need, if you're having a meeting in a boardroom or in any sort of office, put your phone away. Like, stop it. You know, it's just wrong. Mm. So, but if you're, and if you're at work, they're paying you. Put it in your bag, put it in your locker. So it's important that there's some rules around the screen time. And we're learning that with our children of how to actually manage that. So, so busy's not bad. It's really, if I'm listening to you carefully here, it's
0: busy that is unproductive or busy, that is controlled by other people is when you've got to really pay attention yeah, to correct. how you're spending your
1: time. What I find in my life is someone will say to me, they'll go, oh, Janine, oh, look, can you do this? Look, I know you're so busy, right? And they say it all the time to me. But the reality is everyone's busy. Even if you're a stay-at-home mum, you are busy. So everyone is busy. It's just using being first and foremost aware of it, and actually then taking steps to actually control your busy. You're listening to Super Women We Ain't with Margie Hartley
0: and Janine Alice. If you like listening to the show, please do get in touch on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button and continue to listen for free. So we all want to achieve. We have to remember that, and it's actually part of our biological need as human beings to achieve and succeed. Uh, the The trap that I hear you talking about is busy is not bad, it's how we're built, which is also part of the thing about achievement actually keeping on going, finding new goals, but we need to manage our time more effectively so we can be productive. So one of the things I do around this busyness trap, because I get into the busyness trap and all of a sudden I'm looking at uh, emails and newspapers and online articles and everything in my spare time. And I look up and two or three hours has gone out of my evening. Um, I actually think about boundary setting and what my focus is and how I'm going to divide up my time. You mentioned earlier that you black out time in your diary. My diary actually is run as my life. So I actually block out time for exercise, I block out time for dinner, I block out time. And it might sound like an over-control for some people, but it's my antidote to what is um, an easy riptide of me being dragged out into the busyness trap. And when someone says to me, oh, I've been trying to get hold of you, I go, oh, I'm busy. That's when I actually pull myself up and mm. say, set your boundaries, work out what you're focusing on and plan your time.
1: I think what we do though, is we we actually get into a bit of a habit you know, we get into a, you know, we wake up, first thing we do is pick up the phone, what are we doing, get, get through some emails. Now, I do that because the quantum of emails I have is so many that I'm not actually feeling relaxed unless I'm getting through them. I think back to when I was uh, 42, actually I was 39, and I had an epiphany, and I spoke, speak about this in the first season, but it's relevant to what we're talking about here. And the epiphany was that I want another child. Now, I sometimes sit here and think whether that desire to have another child was a nurture desire or it was a forced circuit breaker. Because there's one thing that you have to do when you have a child is you have to stop and you have to reassess and you have to change. Now, I've got this beautiful 10-year-old daughter who I adore, but I I did ask myself the question whether it was a way of actually trying to force me to stop. And were you in the busyness trap before oh, yeah. you had Talia? Absolutely. I was travelling three months of a year, travelling all around the world. I was in the insane busy time. Like I was barely seeing my kids. I was barely seeing my husband. I remember one time I was in Singapore and I started bursting burst into tears because I just went, I'm done. So I do wonder um, if the the motivation was to nurture and have this new, new beautiful baby in my life or it was like... How, it, have, it how have changing? I stopped in the past? I've stopped because I've had babies. <laughs> yeah, well, they
0: talk about, you know, people getting sick in the holidays and that being a, because they've just been so busy and then now their body allows them to, time to recover. So maybe there are intrinsic signs our bodies know when we've overdone it or we've been too busy. And, and we
1: know that. I used to see, talk about it as smashing myself against a wall that I'm a firm believer, I'm very visual, so I see my life as a bucket. And my bucket's full or a bucket's empty. And so when you're so busy, you, you end up emptying your bucket. My bucket's full of holes, right? And I felt like I'd smash myself against a wall. And so I would do, I would literally make a call the next day and book myself into a health retreat mm. to fill that bucket up again. Mm. And so I had my techniques. They were all short fixes because really it's a life changing. But for me, it was, you know, health retreats. It was how do I, again, circuit breaker? How do I circuit break? Because the system that I'm currently running with is actually not a healthy one. Now, I've, I've spoken about it earlier, you yeah? know, from that I am a naturally busy person. I like to be busy. And every time I have time free, I will fill it with stuff. But it's not always that healthy. Your adrenal glands get down and you get stressed and it's not actually that healthy. So to summarise what we've talked about, really, it's stop complaining about being busy. Actively create the life you want, which is what you just said is what's our circuit break? How do we actually take control? You live in the world of helping people come to you, Margie, and going, I'm out of control, Margie, help me. So what advice do you give your senior executives?
0: So first of all, I'm always working with my clients on what we call a goal hierarchy. So what is this year, for example, about? What is the theme? What is your focus? And then what are maybe three or four areas within that that, you know, career, home, um finances whatever health and fitness and then how those goals interrelate so actually always creating some level of integration and synergy on your multiple goals that you've got because if you're running hard on singular goals you're going to fill your life up so then i ask for a lot of reflection time now it can be annoying for people to stop pause reflect and then move forward, but those moments of self-awareness are the things that will drive people's own self-directed learning and opportunity to keep going, rather than waking up ten years later and going, "Gee, that's been a busy ten years." Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm I'm tired of people saying to me, "Oh, happy New Year! It's February already." Oh,
1: you know, how did where did the year go? Where did the year go, monkey? <laughs> Seriously. Okay, so we I've got some techniques that have been really successful for me. If you've got a group of people that report to you or you're starting a business, you, know, you can actually end the day and just feel frazzled or you can end the day feeling productive. So some of the things that I did was I do a six-month planner. So every single year, and if you've got a young business and you're listening to this episode, you should be stopping and planning every six months. And the reason it's six months, not 12 months or not three years is because we are in a new era and change is happening too quickly. From that six-month stop, you actually create something called what we call as a D-Day document, where people are accountable for outcomes. So suddenly what you've created is a roadmap for people to be able to achieve what they need to achieve. So instead of people just being busy for busy sake, they're busy on the right things. So I do that. The second thing I do is I create tasks. Now, in Outlook, you have a task bar. And so what I do is if I'm, it may not be sending a task to someone, it might be, um, you know, Sue Smith, can you please tell me what the update is of that new store that we're building in Parramatta? Can you give me the update? And so it just keeps everyone accountable. I also do, if I send someone a task and there's a date to it, I say to them, look, there's a date of next Wednesday, If you can't achieve that date, so they take accountability for the outcome. If you can't achieve that date, let me know and we'll make another date. If you don't let me know, I expect to be done Wednesday. So really set the expectation. So once again, that person has that feeling of, I can do a whole lot of stuff of what I want to do, or I can do the things that really need to be done. So it's really creating structure. The final thing I do is a communication strategy to then help people be able to know who to talk to when. So when I speak to businesses and they're out of control, often they're out of control because they're not speaking to the right people at the right time. So, for example, a a, a communication strategy isn't something complicated, it's quite simple. So it's me catching up with my direct reports on a weekly basis and it could be one hour, right? Minutes are taken and um, agendas set. For them, they have theirs. Then they have in there a yearly review. In there, they would have something what they have to do biannually and annually and weekly. So it's all the things that people have to do and they stick to it. Suddenly, these busy people actually have structure. And so what people feel is they feel like they've achieved their goal. They're not frazzled anymore because everyone's on the same path. So really stop and take a step back from your business before you try to make changes and see what the current status is. Are people just running around like chickens with their head's cut off or are people actually all working to the same plan? Can I just add
0: one thing that I think is useful in terms of um, to build on the goal hierarchy piece for me is a a little bit like your six-month review or your D-Day. What I get people to do is do a time audit. Mm. Now, that includes everything from sleeping, eating, shopping, you know, playing with the kids, doing nothing, lying on the couch, listening to amazing podcasts on Podcast One, whatever it might be. Which is Superwoman We Ain't, yeah. Season One and Two. And so um, you, you fill out just your calendar and take, take an audit, just like you would of your finances, or I hope you would of your finances. It's a time audit, you know, because you've only got 24 hours in any given day. So what do you want to take away to add something new in terms of going back to your goals. Mm-hmm. So again, this is really, really important. Mindful planning. It doesn't mean you're going to be rigid and not, not put your feet up when you're tired just means that you've got the intention of spending your time really effectively. Back to your point about being productive. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Look, at the end of the day, we're humans, right? And we're emotional humans. Like you ask me one day if I will do something for you. And if I'm tired, I'll go, oh, no, I'll think of any excuse not to do it. If that day is a day I've got all this energy, then I'll probably say, yeah, yeah, what else can we do? So emotion does play a part in our busyness. And quite often, you've got to understand that we're a organic being. And you know, if you are constantly running on adrenaline, you are tapping into your sympathetic nervous system, which is actually causing stress. And we all know that stress causes disease and all, these, all the bad things in the world. So take control. Mm, I,
0: I remember the HALT Acronym, Hungry, Angry, Lonely and Tired. If you're any of those things, actually pause and don't make the decision that you may be about to make. Hungry, angry or anxious, lonely or tired. Mm, No,
1: I've actually never heard of that one before. I thought it was the Hulk, but that's good. Look, okay, to summarise how to actually take control, take control or others will. People do not respect chaos. If you're a leader and you you haven't got the structure around it, then it's chaos. And you will lose the respect of the people that work with you. Communicate clearly and most importantly, really simply. Okay. And understand that life is a pendulum and we don't get it all right. It's about going, oh, it's out of control. Let's go the other way. Yep. Okay, now it's in the middle.
0: So we're in control, Janine. You're saying we're ultimately responsible for the busyness trap. We can't blame anything. Conditions might mean that there's technology is um, seducing us into being busy, Mm -hmm. but actually we need to prioritise and plan, be present and learn to say no. Absolutely. On the next episode, we'll be talking about haters gonna hate.
1: Superwomen We Ain't is a Podcast One production recorded in the studios of Podcast One Melbourne. Executive producer is Grant Tothill. Producer is Dave Zwolenski. Audio production by Darcy Thompson.